Hello, and welcome to Neek Talk, the podcast that dives into everything geeky and nerdy. Today, we'll be diving into the famous game franchise of Legend of Zelda. Now, this game franchise has a very dear place in my heart, because I have played it ever since I can remember. Sure, I wasn't around when the first games came to be, but I've played almost every single one that I can. I've played everything from Skyward Sword to a little bit of Tears of the Kingdom, the newest game. I want to play more of Tears of the Kingdom because it is going off of one of my all-time favorite Legend of Zelda games of Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is a game that I started playing when I first got the Switch. And I have been obsessed with it ever since. I've beaten the game so many different times, I can't even remember. I'm currently trying to finish the Trial of the Sword, which is a beach and a half. Now, Legend of Zelda has a lot of different games to it, and there's a timeline to it that is posted almost every single time there's a new game that comes out. So it's never fully one consistent thing. But it starts out with Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. And then it goes into, if I remember correctly, the Minish Cap. And then Ocarina of Time, where it splits into three timelines. The Child Timeline, the Adult Timeline, and the Fallen Hero Timeline. Now the Adult Timeline starts out with Wind Waker, then goes to Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. The Child Timeline only has about two games of Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess. The Fallen Hero timeline, however, has a lot of them. It starts out with Four Swords, then Four Swords Adventures, then A Link to the Past, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, Link's Awakening, A Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes, The Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and then it is theorized that all three timelines come together in the game titled Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors. And then there is Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, then Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom takes place roughly a few years after Breath of the Wild. And it starts out very, very nicely. I'm not going to get into details to spoil it for anyone. But it is a very nice opening. The music is amazing. The version that I played, graphics were a little iffy but that's also a early release so of course it's gonna be a little iffy other than the actual gameplay 
but other than that, everything was amazing for it. the few that I played. If you've never played a Legend of Zelda game, I suggest that you should play one of them. I don't know which one is your fancy, but you should play one of them. My top three favorites are Skyward Sword, Ocarina of Time, and Breath of the Wild. Now, there's many reasons on why I love the franchise of Legends of Zelda. But the main reason is because the reason why Link is a stoic, non-talkative person is so then you can see him. See yourself being him. That's the same reason why Stanley made Spider-Man have a mask on. It's because anyone could see themselves in that way. But there's also the songs, graphics, and gameplay, overall gameplay of Legend of Zelda and all that. It's, 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 it's a lot, and I love it. It's so near and dear to my heart. Because one of the first games I remember playing is Twilight Princess. A very rudimentary rundown of the games, though, is... This one hero, or kid, named Link, has to save the entire land from a evil king named Ganon. And in the process has to save the love interest, as some would say, of Zelda. Now, Link and Zelda have known each other in many a different variations. Because in uh, Skyward Sword, they were best friends. In Ocarina of Time, they met and she's the one that gave him the Ocarina of Time. In Breath of the Wild, he was her knight. There's a few that I can recall where they did not know each other until he had to save her. In the Minish Cap, actually, he knows her because they're best friends again. And some of you may be wondering, well, how does this Link save the day? He has a sword called the Master Sword. The Master Sword is a lightweight, double-edged, single-handed broadsword. Link has a multitude of other weapons that he uses to save the day, such as the hookshot, a bow and arrow, and bombs, just to name a few of them. And Link can use them at any point in time, but they will become vital at one point during his trials. Now Link, Zelda, and Ganon, all three have one thing in common. They are holders of a thing called the Triforce. There is the Triforce of Power, Triforce of Wisdom, and Triforce of Courage. Link has the Triforce of Courage, Ganon has the Triforce of Power, and Zelda has the last one, the Triforce of Wisdom. The Triforce is created by the goddesses of Hyrule, Din, Nehru, 
and Fiore. The three goddesses all each played a role in the making of Hyrule. Din created the earth, Nehru created the laws of the world, and Fiore created those who should uphold such laws. The royal family of Hyrule was tasked with protecting the Triforce. The Triforce had a temple built around it called the Temple of Time. And in Ocarina of Time, the Triforce splits into three parts. Because originally, it looked like a triangle with a upside-down triangle missing from the center of it. Which symbolizes the Dark Link as a theory. And once it does, it has to have all three pieces in order to grant one person a wish. And now I would like to turn it over to a good friend of mine, Ty Tiger. Hey guys, I'm Ty Tiger. You may know me from Tiger Tales, the YouTube channel. If you haven't checked out Tiger Tales, I highly recommend it as Xander, your host of this podcast, is actually a voice actor for me and is in several of my stories. Me and Xander are big friends and he asked me to come here and talk about Legend of Zelda. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing, but in a slightly different way. So, I haven't played the newer games of Legend of Zelda. Nothing on the Switch. I grew up with the original set of games. I played Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker, and I absolutely fell in love with Twilight Princess. It did the whole motif of your main character turning into a werewolf slash wolf aesthetic really well. So that's what I grew up on, and that's how I became a big fan of the Legend of Zelda series. But there's one thing of Legend of Zelda that very ever gets mentioned, and I feel like I have to mention it here, and I'm so glad Xander's given me the opportunity to mention it. We all know that the Legend of Zelda series is in the Super Smash Bros. franchise, with Link, Young Link, Zelda, Sheik, and Ganondorf being some of the playable characters. But that's not the only time Link's been in a fighting game. And of course, if some of you PS2 players know what I'm talking about, more the GameCube version of the game, we're talking about Soul Calibur. Specifically, Soul Calibur 2. This is the generation of consoles where, if you have a fighting game, the guest character would differ depending on your console. For the PS2, we had Hayachi from the Tekken series. For the Xbox, we had Spawn. Yeah, that Spawn from the comics. Then if you had a GameCube, you had Link from Legend of Zelda. This blew everyone's mind how we had a Nintendo character in a franchise about people with weapons fighting over a big sword. So I wanted to run over some of the things about Link being in this fighting game. He had his Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time attire. His resemblance to that game was most prominent. He was of course a guest character and they actually managed to link the storyline of Soul Calibur to the storyline for Link if you ever played through his arcade mode. Once you got to the end of it, you kind of find out that Link's travel to the world of Soul Calibur destroyed the Soul Edge, which is the evil sword, because he thought it would threaten Hyrule. It's actually a very nice little twist to the game, the very nice connection between, you know, 
Legend of Zelda and Soul Calibur. It's not a huge, massive story, but it's a nice connection. And if you ever read through his profile, it kind of explains something on the lines of him getting, you know, the Master Sword and the Ocarina. And uh, through this, he transported himself on a secret journey to stop Soul Edge, which again, a nice little connection. Well, let's talk about his fighting style. He's got an array of different weapons, which changed him from the rest of the roster because each character has one weapon and one fighting style. So it was weird to see him with an assortment of different weapons. And if you ever played Legend of Zelda, you'd know that Link actually gets a few different weapons throughout the games. Well, they're all pretty much apparent from here. He has his bow and arrow, which was very handy to keep the distance between you and your opponent. He had the uh, bombs as well, which weren't the best, but they definitely did some damage. And if my memory serves me right, he did actually have his boomerang, which that was a lot of fun to use. Of course, you could wield the sword and the shield. Now, in Soul Calibur, you could equip different looks uh, to your character's weapon, and they did the same thing to Link, which was uh, very, very cool. Of course, his main weapon was the Master Sword and the Hyrulean Shield, which looked absolutely awesome in the Soul Calibur 2 game. But there was a different few versions of this. You could have a weapon where your shield was a mirror, which was kind of weird one of them turned the sword into a hammer which this was actually very cool but you could also get the soul edge version of link's weapons making his shield look all demonic with an eye on it and the sword all demonic too now something that soul caliber has done several times is give you jokey weapons weapons that were just funny it turned the weapon that you're using into something that wasn't really ever a weapon. For Link, it was a bug-catching net. And it was just funny, you know, beating your opponent with a net. It was just funny to do that for some weird reason. Now, of course, when it comes to bonus characters, Link is definitely up there. In terms of the absolutely strange and bizarre characters that they merged with Soul Calibur. I think Link definitely doesn't make sense, but it's still a lot of fun anyway. When it comes to Link being in other games, I really hope this happens again. Maybe not with Soul Calibur, but Link definitely has the chance to bring a different type of gameplay style, some lore, and definitely bring in some new fans for Nintendo if they ever wanted to put Link into a guest character for a fighting game. Now, quickly before I go, I thought I'd throw some trivia and some facts about Link being in the Soul Calibur 2. First off, the big bad of the game, Inferno, who can use everybody's weapons, and Charade, who's another character who can use everyone's weapons in Soul Calibur 2, cannot use Link's weapons, as well as other guest characters. Story-wise, this doesn't make any sense. As Link is from another world, maybe it's possible that they're just outside of their reach. Link is the first elf-like character to appear in the Souls games, the second being not until Soul Calibur 4. 
when it comes to Soul Calibur, there's something called Destined Battle, which happens just before the final boss. This is where you get a nice little cutscene between your two characters. And for Link, his Destined Battle is with Raphael. Now, this is not canon to either both franchises, Legend of Zelda or the Soul Calibur games, in any particular way, but there are references not only to Ocarina of Time, we've also got Majora's Mask, and you've got a link to the past. Um, there's a few little teasers throughout Link's gameplay and the such. I just want to thank Xander very much for letting me come up here and ramble on about something that I've absolutely loved from my childhood, and it's linked to Legend of Zelda of all things, which is crazy. My name is Ty Tiger. I actually have a gaming channel under the same name, and so if you ever want to see more of my gaming stuff, come and find me there. And again, I've mentioned Tiger Tales, my YouTube channel where I talk about stories, where I write fan fictions and stories and I upload them in the audio drama format and Xander, your host, is actually one of my voice actors. So you might want to come check it out if you ever want to hear Xander do some voice acting. Again, thanks Xander for letting me jump on and talk about Link, which has been a blast. And maybe you'll let me jump on again. I know a lot about video games and I love video games. It's my life and I can't wait to come on again and ramble on about stuff. But that's me. So, peace.